Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and each week on this podcast, I share the knowledge, tips, and strategies you need to lose weight, get healthy, and prevent disease. Before we get started, I wanted to do a listener shout out. Today's shout out comes from N-A-N-G-M-A, and she said, the blog posts are easy to listen to and so very beneficial. The freebies listed for each topic definitely reinforce the information better for retention. Invaluable. N-A-N-G-M-A, I don't know who you are or where you are, but you just made my day. Thank you for your kind words. I put a lot of thought not only into these episodes, but especially those freebies, because like you said, I really do want you to take action on what you learn from me and make it part of your lifestyle. I appreciate it when you subscribe and leave a review for this podcast because it helps it get seen by and in turn help as many people as possible. So if you're listening and you're getting value from these episodes and you haven't already done that, please take the time and do that for me today. And I might just give you a shout out like I did to NANGMA today. But nothing beats word of mouth, so please be sure to tell your friends and family about this podcast if you think that they would enjoy listening to it too. So if you've been struggling to lose weight your whole life, maybe you've tried everything and nothing seems to work for you, my guess is that you've been focusing at the effect and not the cause level. And what that means is that you are focusing on your diet and exercise before you focused on your mindset and developing the self-discipline that it takes to make a strategy, like a short-term weight loss strategy, a long-term, a long-term habit. So can you relate to that? Maybe you've lost the same 20 or 30 pounds several times in your life, or perhaps you've recently lost some weight or bought new clothes, which felt amazing, but now those new clothes are becoming tight again and you're thinking, no way am I going back there. I've got to figure this out for good. Well, then this episode is for you. Mindset is so critically important to healthy, sustainable lifestyle changes to lose weight and truly reduce your risk for diseases like type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancers, and dementia. As I love to say, temporary change leads to temporary results. And if I'm describing you right now, I want you to listen closely to this episode, then go download my free training called the 5% Mindset, where I teach you the top five patterns that I notice in successful clients and course members who learn to lose weight and really keep it off for good. I will link to that free audio training in the show notes, or you can just go to reshapept.com forward slash free audio and download that today. All right, let's get started with today's content. I'm talking about my two greatest superpowers. Now, spoiler alert, I am just a regular human like everyone else. I don't ever try to be perfect. One of my mottos is definitely progress over perfection. But here's the deal. We can all learn new skills. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, and we need to recognize where to put our focus to make the greatest progress towards whatever outcome we want to achieve. That's what I love helping you do is to prioritize your efforts. And I didn't always have these superpowers. If you didn't already know this, you can literally rewire your brain. If I can learn these skills, so can you. They developed over time with lots of practice and a sincere effort to focus on them and prioritize them in my life because I knew if I could master them, I would not only be healthier, but I'd be better in every single aspect of my life, whether that's 
business um, or personal or just any sort of relationship. So what are my superpower skills? Here's a quick review of each, and I'll go into more detail as to how they can apply to your weight loss and wellness journey later in this episode. The first is consistency. Without consistency, you don't have much of anything. We are what we consistently do, or as Aristotle more eloquently put it, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. In today's episode, I'll share my top tips to help you be more consistent and show up for yourself so you're more likely to reach your goals. Now, my second superpower is that of reflection. For those who haven't studied the topic of reflection, that might sound a little woo-woo and not very concrete, but reflection is the key to becoming an expert in anything. There are simple strategies that I teach my clients and course members to do to enhance their reflective skills so that they can eventually learn how to be their own wellness and nutrition expert. In this episode, I'll talk about how I developed my reasoning skills, so you can use those same strategies to improve your own. And I'll talk about the three types of reflection that I use most often to get better and better at whatever area in life I set my mind to. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go ahead and start with superpower number one, consistency. I've learned that without consistency, you have nothing. If you want to get stronger, going to the gym or doing a push-up once will not get you there. If you want to get healthier, buying better options at the grocery store once won't get you there. Here are four steps to add consistency to your life. In order to really become consistent, you must identify why being consistent is important to you in the first place. In other words, what's your real motivation behind getting healthy? Do you want to be able to keep up with your kids or your grandkids better? Do you need more energy and vitality to do the things that you want to do? Are simple tasks like walking getting harder and you're thinking, I'm way too young for this? Whatever it is, you have to keep your eye on your why. Now, my why is twofold. The first is my family. I want to be an active and healthy mom to my sweet baby boy and girl on the way, and I feel that it's really important to set an example for all of you. It's important to me to walk the talk. My second tip to add consistency to your life is to put your health in your top five. And what does that mean? That means that at any given season in your life, I believe that you shouldn't have more than about five top priorities that get done on at least a weekly basis. Now, depending on your season, some of them may change order, but those top five priorities usually remain pretty constant over time. My top five are faith, immediate family, health and self-care, extended family and friends, and work. What I'd like you to do next is to look at your schedule and see if you have scheduled your priorities. And this can sometimes be a gut check. So the first step is you identify your priorities. The second step is look at your schedule and see if you've built in time for those priorities. If you don't have any time for yourself on your schedule, it's no wonder that you might be feeling run down and crabby and ragged. Don't expect anyone else to fill your bucket for you. Remember that you can best care for others only when you best care for yourself. So what does this look like for me at this season in life? I have time for morning prayer or evening prayer in church each week. I'm dedicated to working out at least three or four times a week and having healthy food in the house. 
for birthday and Christmas presents, I really just ask for massages so that I can work on my self-care. And I'm intentional about connecting with my parents and in-laws at least once a week. Um, I work three days a week and more in spare time. And then I stay home with my son two days a week. So I try to really have a good work-life balance. Um, But during my work time, I'm extremely selective about what I choose to do so that I can make the most out of that um, small window of work time. And for the most part, identifying my priorities and scheduling my priorities leaves me feeling balanced and in control. So my third tip for you to add consistency to your life is something that I tell myself on a weekly basis, and that's if it's not scheduled, it's not getting done. One of the best ways to change a habit is to make it obvious. One of the best ways to make something obvious is by putting it on your calendar. And many people ask me how I get so much done in a day. And my answer is simple. It's because I think about what's important and then I schedule it. If it's important enough to you, you will find the time to do it. And if it's not, you're going to find an excuse. So my next tip to be more consistent, um, part of being able to schedule your priorities, obviously, is to identify what's important to you, but also what's not important to you at this point in your life, or at least what's not in your top five priorities. Now, for me right now, sometimes that's extracurricular activities like group meetings, um, and I don't connect with my friends in person or over the phone as much as I'd like to right now, um, and I limit what I do outside of the house or work. So, you know, I can't do it all, all at the same time, and neither can you. And just know this, when you say yes to doing something, you're saying no to something else. And usually what you're saying no to is in your top five priorities. So it's important to learn how to graciously say no. And here's the deal. If you don't prioritize your schedule, it's going to get filled up either with crap that isn't really what you want and need to do to reach your goals or with things that are good, but also not what you need to be doing to reach your goals. So you've got to learn how to be the master of your own schedule and guard your time. Only then will you feel like you have the mental, physical, and emotional capacity to be consistent to the things that are really important to you. I'm going to say that one more time because it's really important to hear. You have to learn to be the master of your own schedule and guard your time. Only then will you feel like you have the mental, physical, and emotional capacity to be consistent to the things that are really important to you. Now that you have a good understanding that nothing comes without consistency and some ideas for how to create more space in your schedule to identify what's important to you and be consistent doing those things, let's talk about what I think is important to be consistent with to see the most progress in any area of your life, but especially when losing weight and improving your health. And that is reflection. The definition of reflection, thanks to the all-knowing Google, is serious thought or consideration. Now, I developed a strong ability to reflect when I went through my residency program to specialize in geriatrics after PT school. In the simplest terms, PT school taught me what to do. Residency taught me how to think. 
Each week, I received three hours of one-on-one mentoring from expert expert PTs over direct patient care, and I had to fill out a mentor form beforehand, and I got feedback during and after the session, and then I had to complete the mentor form following the mentor session itself, so a lot of layers of reflection, and every week, this happened for an entire year, so eventually, I learned how to mentor myself. Now, that's not to say that I don't seek external knowledge. I do this every single day, Um, but I've become very good at identifying what knowledge I need to seek um, and where or whom to find it from. Here's a brief overview of the three types of reflection that I learned during my residency and continue to use and teach my clients and course members. The first is reflection for action. In other words, What is your plan and why? So you're reflecting before you do something. The second is reflection in action. And that's thinking about what you're doing while you're doing it and course correcting in the moment. And the third is reflecting on action. And that's thinking about what went well, what could have gone better, what you'll do differently next time, maybe some gaps in your knowledge or skill set and where to find the knowledge or experience to fill those gaps. In my opinion, reflecting for and on action are the most important of the three because reflecting in action is really where the rubber meets the road, and I think that that's kind of the hardest one to develop. Here's a practical example about how to use reflection to eat healthier at a restaurant. So the first would be you're reflecting for action. You might want to look at the menu ahead of time and decide what you're going to eat and drink. You might decide, I need to drink plenty of water and eat healthy food before I go to the restaurant. You might anticipate roadblocks, like when someone offers you a drink or dessert, like what's going to be your plan when that happens. Now the next one is you're going to reflect in action. So let's say that the waiter brings a bread bowl and you start to have a piece of bread and you make it halfway through the delicious roll before you remember, hey, this was not part of my plan coming into this restaurant. So what are you going to do? Are you going to put the bread down or are you going to eat the rest of it? That's reflecting in action. Um, Or let's say someone orders a pitcher of margaritas or a bottle of wine that you weren't planning on and you're reflecting in action to determine your response. The last type again is reflection on action. So this could be taking five minutes when you're on the way home or lying in bed that night to ask yourself, what did I do well to stick to my plan? What didn't go so well? What can I do better or differently next time? In my course, How to Lose Weight After 50, I have a two-page reflection for my course members to go through, and I encourage them to do so each and every week so that they get in the habit of specifically assessing not only what they ate, but how they were feeling and what they were thinking and what their mindset is. And I'm training them to ask themselves the right questions so they can become their own wellness experts. I'm training them to be consistent in their reflection and grow their problem-solving muscles. In addition to the internal feedback they get from doing the weekly reflection questions, this is also a layer of accountability that I build into my program because ultimately, people have to learn how to be accountable to themselves. And it really does all start with a focused, consistent effort on the right things at the right time. And the right things are determined by reflection. 
To recap quickly today, I shared how I want you to steal my two superpowers of consistency and reflection to augment your weight loss progress and reach your wellness goals. I shared with you four tips to prioritize your schedule and make more time and space to be consistent for the things that will actually move the needle to help you reach your goals. I then shared with you three levels of reflection that you can use in any area of life. And those were reflection four, in and on action. You can use these layers of reflection when preparing meals or to improve your workouts or really when you're trying to get better at anything in life. If you loved today's episode, I promise you will love the 5% mindset training I put together. It's like a podcast episode on steroids, and in my opinion, it's the best piece of content I've ever created, and it's free. Just go to reshapept.com forward slash free audio to download it. Next week, I'm doing a research review on factors that help predict whether someone will be successful in maintaining their weight loss or not. It's going to be a really good one, so I hope you tune in at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.